On this edition of the Evangelist Podcast, we're continuing to think about what's stopping us sharing the good news. The Evangelist Podcast from Revival. Find out what's new in telling people the good news about God, the world and you with Andy Brinkley and Glenn Scrivener. Welcome back to the Evangelist Con- Contrast. Contrast. I said that before. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Evangelist Podcast. This is the show where we encourage you in your witness to your friends, your family, and even complete strangers. I'm Andy Brinkley, and with me is Glenn Scrivener. Hello. How are you doing, Glenn? Yeah, very good. I'm quite hungry, so if my um, if my <laughs> stomach rumbles on air, you'll have to forgive me, or you'll have to edit it out or something. But it's only 10 o'clock. <laughs> I know. I only had a banana for, for breakfast. <laughs> I'll tell you why, it's because it's coffee time, that's why. That's it. Anyway, maybe after this. Okay. <laughs> this will be the fastest podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs> so, Glenn, we looking at last time, we were looking at uh, dirty hands, and we were talking yeah. about uh, sort of the, the feeling of not really wanting to get involved in mm, the world, not yes. wanting to, uh, to, to mix with people, and, and wanting to keep ourselves a feeling of pure, pure yes. <laughs> purity. Yeah. Also, what stops us from sharing the good news, possibly, is fear. Mm. I mean, that's that's a big issue, really, isn't it? Mm. Perhaps we want to look okay in the world's eyes. We don't really want to be yeah. seen as religious fanatics. And no. we, we've got our own image yeah. of ourselves to sort of protect. Yes. Yeah, so last, last time we were thinking about um, we want to be okay with God. And we feel like if God is pure and holy... You know, we need to get out of the world in order to, in order to be pure and holy, and that's a that's a wrong view of God uh, that we need to sort of upend. and And now we're thinking about a wrong view of the world, as though we ought to fear the world, which we mm. do. We do. We fear what people think of us. We we fear coming across as an idiot. We fear coming across as a fanatic or a lunatic. We fear losing friends. We fear pushing them too far. Mm. There's all sorts of things we we fear about the world, and I. I Probably, I guess it's it's perhaps the number one thing that stops us yeah. evangelizing. Yeah, I, I guess we don't we don't want to stir the pot too much. We don't mm. want to kind of upset this relationship, perhaps that we've made with a with a neighbour so far, and we don't want to push it. And we're just treading very carefully. Yeah, because we want to stay looking cool or mm. whatever. Or yeah, or whatever, because yeah, maybe maybe cool's not the look that we go for. But we yeah. we all we all go for some kind of safe identity in the world in our comfort zone in our comfort zone and you know mentioning the name of jesus just pops all those bubbles yeah pretty quickly yeah um, i remember speaking to um henry alonga who's a he was a zimbabwean cricketer mm. and um he uh protested against robert mugabe and sort of got all sorts of death threats and he was ejected out of zimbabwe i don't think he's been back for many mm. years 15 years maybe and um it was it was interesting because he he's a very funny guy and he and he tells his story and and he's a very warm guy. He's got an incredible singing voice. He mm. he sort of won like the equivalent of like Zimbabwe. He's got talent or whatever. Huh. Um, he's had a Zimbabwean number one you know single. Really? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think he won a, like a Channel Five talent thing as well. Huh. Um, so here's this guy. He's good looking guy. He's funny. He is very talented both on the field and off the field. And um, it was interesting sort of talking to him about sort of evangelism because I'd, I'd always imagined that basically what evangelism is is getting the really cool guy to be really respected by the world and then mm. the cool guy to say, oh, and by the way, I'm also a Christian. Yeah. And then the rest of the world goes, really? Oh, well, if I want to be cool like you, then I need to be a Christian. <laughs> you know. 
and and we we never sort of say it like that, but we kind of think in the back of our heads. Mm. That's what the true evangelist is. Mm. They're really, really cool. They really fit in the, with the world, and they're a Christian. But you know, talking to Henry Alonga, he he said, you know, he was the pariah of the team, <laughs> um, because not not only was he kind of stirring the apple cart because he thought that he, his Christian convictions were making him stand up against the establishment in Zimbabwe, mm. and that was that was upsetting the apple cart, and he was also handing out tracts everywhere, <laughs> everywhere to his <laughs> to his teammates, and uh, he was talking about Jesus, and and you know, he was he, he said, look, I wasn't I wasn't the life and soul of the party. Yeah. I wasn't the most popular guy in the dressing room. I wasn't the guy in the bar afterwards, you know, yeah. who was uh, the center of attention at all. I stuck out like a sore thumb. I was really, really different. Mm. But he said that being different was really what his witness was all about. Because mm. when other teammates were doing badly, you know, their, their form was falling, they were about to get you know dropped from the team. Or when their marriages were going bad or family situations were going bad, then Henry was the guy they turned to mm. because they knew he was different. But that, that kind of gave me a real insight because I, I played cricket and I used, I used to be involved in a, an organization, well, it wasn't very organized, but we, was, we called ourselves Christians in Cricket in Sydney and we sort of met together and we... Uh, I, I certainly took from that meeting this understanding that I, I need to be the guy who, you know, takes five wickets and scores 100 runs and I'm in the bar till late at night telling jokes and I'm a Christian. Yeah. And it's just not the way it is in the New Testament and it's not the way, it's not the way it is with actually effective evangelists like Henry Alonga. It is actually about sticking out, but mm. we don't want to stick out because we're afraid and that's mm. kind of what this episode's about. Mm. I mean, there are lots of fears. We've named some of them. Sometimes we fear offending people. Mm. We're f- afraid of being the people that upset them, or yeah, you know. And that's and that's a beautiful thing. It's a, it, you know, it's beautiful to actually care yeah. <laughs> about your friends and family enough to be afraid of that. Actually, mm. and and you know, and before we say you know, pull yourself together and just you know, give them the hard truth. I think there's a great danger in evangelism of just spewing the gospel onto yeah, people. Yeah out of context with with no love for the person yeah i mean there is that aspect of not caring what Mm. people think of you Mm. you know and just going out there and speaking spiritual sounding words with no care for the for the person yes you know no no action Mm. to to touch them Mm. yeah i mean you can you can have kind of you know the evangelist who goes out with the megaphone on the street corner, and you think, "Oh, they have no fear of the world." Isn't that isn't that a good and godly thing? Well, you know, you and I have been involved in in quite a lot of street evangelism and and that kind of thing, but we're not into the we're not into the just blurting truth onto people mm. and proving how you know <laughs> how thick skinned we are. Mm. I think there always ought to be a, a vulnerability to evangelism, actually. Because in, in that way, we, we, we are like our Lord. You know, mm. when, when Jesus came, you know, if we cut him, does he not bleed? Mm. And, and his approach to the world, was it not with arms wide open? And did he not say, you can do your worst to me, but I'll still love you? Uh, and, and isn't that actually what we need to, our approach needs to be to the world? It's actually a vulnerability. Jesus talks about, you know, seed just being sown in mm. these hostile soils. And yeah. again, you know, there is power in the seed and, and there's yeah. power in the words that we've been given, but there's also a vulnerability and a weakness and we, we look weak, we look foolish. Yeah. 
And there's, there's actually a beautiful thing in some ways about fearing what goes on in evangelism. If there wasn't, Paul wouldn't confess, you know, in, in his letters. You know, I, 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 was, I came among you with fear and trembling. Mm. But in 1 Corinthians, that's what he's like. And in 1 Corinthians 1 and 2, he, he kind of says he comes, he comes to Corinth and he's, he's fearful and trembling and he looks weak mm. and he looks foolish and he sounds weak and he sounds foolish and everyone asks him to do cool stuff like miracles and, you know, to make cool arguments like the Greeks would, would like. And he doesn't, you know, he comes looking like Jesus and he preaches the Jesus-shaped message of Christ and him crucified. So some fear... In that sense, if we, we want to talk about it in that sense, yeah. I think that's a I think that can be a beautiful thing actually. Yeah. That's that's rightly loving those who come, and it's rightly modelling the way Christ approaches us. There was a, uh, an evangelist uh, I heard. He said, "If I if I told you that next Tuesday, for example, you're going to go and give your testimony yes. at the local pub, yes, he said one thing that's going to happen between now and then is your is your prayer life's going to go <laughs> shoot you up to the roof yeah. because you know the fear." is uh, going to drive you to to your knees you know yeah but uh, that kind of fear yeah can be of a benefit and it would be wrong in a sense not to be fear because it it would almost be opposite to caring yeah what was going on yeah exactly and i and i think that's touching on that same thing that we were talking about the comfort zone thing we love the comfort zone so much mm. um but jesus loves us too much <laughs> to allow us to kind of fossilize there, yeah. <laughs> in our little comfort zones. As we saw in our, our last episode, Hebrews 13, verse 13, you know, Jesus was crucified outside the city gate, and he says, let us go to him outside the city gate. Mm. In the unclean place, in the dangerous place, in the place where Jesus is not yet known, let's go out to him. And mm. it's a fearful thing, and it'll be great for our prayer life. Mm. And it'll be great for us to remind ourselves who we really are. Because I think there's a big issue of my identity at play here. We build all sorts of false identities. You know, I'm the cool one, I'm the pretty one, I'm the knowledgeable one, I'm the sporty one, I'm whatever. And evangelism, or or in fact, just loving people, cuts across all those things. Mm. Because building that identity for myself, it's just about me, really. And everything's about how it reflects on me. And And... And that doesn't love anybody, but actually when we extend ourselves out into the world mm. with something to offer, you know, from Jesus, we've got something to offer and out into the world we go. And at that point, we've got to drop the masks and we've got to drop that identity. And at that point, it's a real test of, is my true identity in Christ mm. or in the flesh? In ourselves. In ourselves. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I know this as, a, as an Australian living in the UK, that supporting the other sports team actually makes more concrete my Australian identity even when we're losing when we've had the worst summer ever lost at the rugby lost at the cricket you know last year lost at the Olympics you know lost well in terms of gold medals to, to, to England to Great Britain so but if you've got if you've got any sort of sense of being Australian at that point you don't you don't keep quiet about being Australian yeah. you know Stupidly, you you keep on wearing the Australian rugby top, you know, <laughs> even when you're getting beaten, and and in some sense you 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 feel more of an affinity yeah. with your team, more identity, yeah. When you when you do that, and 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 I think the same can be true um, as we go out and and we we name the name of Jesus. Mm. Yeah, it won't be popular, mm. but it's a it's a wonderful 
exercise in getting in touch with our true identity in Jesus mm. and not our identity in being cool or pretty or funny or knowledgeable or whatever mm. else. Mm. We've listed some of the uh, the fears that we might face mm. in evangelism. Um, looking at uh, the fear of rejection, as we've spoken a little bit about already, fear of ruining our relationship with the person perhaps yeah or um you know them forever stereotyping yeah and there is that danger there really is that danger and there's no there's no getting around that Mm. um but one thing i've been thinking quite a bit just this week even has been i'm very faithless when it comes to um my expectation that people will change um there's all sorts of decisions that i make about the future and I think, oh, I'm boxed in. I can only go in this direction because so-and-so will never change and I will never change and this situation will never change. And I've, just, I've been very convicted by my faithlessness in that, that, that actually, yeah, there is such a thing as the Holy Spirit. There is such a thing as new life in Christ. Regeneration. There is such a thing as regeneration. Yeah. And, and my friends might reject me. My friend might, though, uh, become my brother or my sister, and just holding that out in, 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 my, in my thinking and in my praying, mm. I think kind of helps with, because we, 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 we don't do evangelism in order to be rejected. Mm. <laughs> you know, yeah. Some people do. <laughs> I've, I've met people who definitely do evangelism in order to be rejected. <laughs> They're not the best evangelists. Um, but we don't do it like that. We we do it in order to offer life. And there really is, there really is power. The gospel is the power of God for salvation mm. to all who believe. Romans one sixteen. And and we need to remind ourselves of that. Rejection might happen, but let's let's try if we can to keep that to one side. Mm. Let's not let the fear of rejection or not rejection kind of define everything. Let's let's say, well that might that might be an offshoot of what I'm doing here. But my goal here is to see this, you know, this person saved and won and transformed in Christ. Mm. Um, I think that helps with the fear of rejection. Mm. Okay. Um, also, the fear of looking foolish. Mm. I know all about this. Realized many times this fear, and I think it's it's inescapable, really. Um, but it's a beautiful thing to come to the world with a wisdom that is not of the world. Mm. There are plenty of people out in the world who who tell you worldly wisdom, and and it's it can be a good thing to bring something that sounds nuts mm. into into discussion. Maybe not in the short term. Mm. In the short term, as you as you bring the wisdom of Christ, you know, I, I'm really struck that that these days, you know, the wisdom of the world seems to be. Never invest in a relationship if they're going to demand from you, if you're going to have to give of yourself to a relationship. Life's too short to kind of spend your time with people that aren't good for you. Just surround yourself with people that are good for you. Yeah. You know, I see this on everyone's Facebook page. You know, it's, it's, um, it's, it's everyone's kind of motto. And, you know, coming in and, and saying, no, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus said to love your enemies even, to yeah. pray for those who persecute you, to bless them. Mm. And not and not curse them, yeah. and and almost go out of your way to sound foolish in that situation. Yeah. But if you're if you're a presence in that person's life over any length of time, I think they will see they will see the wisdom over time mm. of the gospel. Um, 
often the gospel seems foolish in short, sharp bursts, mm. and it will always seem foolish in short, sharp bursts. But as they get to know you and, and, and those sorts of things, um, don't be afraid of feeling foolish in the instant. Mm. Um, but I think, I think the gospel vindicates itself as they see Jesus lived out in your life. Mm. So don't be too afraid of feeling foolish. It's going to happen. Yeah. But I think in the in the long term, there is a wisdom to the gospel. Yeah. That, that and Paul, Paul speaks about it in, um, he says, you know, God has chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, you know, we're not in it. Yeah. To be wise. <laughs> yeah. And God was pleased through the foolishness of what we preach yeah. to save some. Yeah. And that again goes to the point that we, we made about rejection. Um, we're so faithless that we, we kind of think, okay, the point in evangelism is to be rejected. The point in evangelism is to appear foolish. <laughs> no, the point in evangelism is to offer Jesus. And as a spin-off, yeah. we might be rejected. As a spin-off, we might seem foolish. Yeah. But actually, we've got something really powerful yeah. that can save. And let's let's remind ourselves of that. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, what about the, the fear of misrepresenting the gospel? Yeah. I mean, I, I you know, I could perhaps go and, and say something, and then afterwards I think... It probably wasn't the best thing to say. (laughs) Maybe I'll not do it next time. Yeah, yeah. Um, And again, that that can be a right fear. You know, Mm. it's 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 right to really want to, you know, speak of Jesus faithfully. Mm. Of course, we want to do that, and so it would be wrong not to feel that fear in some ways. What would be wrong would be to allow that fear to stop us. Yeah. Um, you know, Dwight Moody's uh, comment when someone pulled him up on misrepresenting Jesus and, and his tactics in evangelism. Uh, Moody said, um, I much prefer my way of doing evangelism to your way of not doing it. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you know, <laughs> which, is, um, which is a great comeback. Um, <laughs> in a sense, we're always going to we're always going to not quite paint Jesus yeah. in completely biblical and faithful colors. Falling short. Of... We'll always be falling short mm. of that. And when I think of, you know, I I either became a Christian or I came back to the Lord on a sermon from Luke 13, which um, which now I'm convinced that the preacher got the point completely wrong. I, I, I don't think he preached the passage correctly. Right. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but who am I to argue I'm a Christian today? <laughs> you know, because... Um, because of that preacher preaching that sermon, you know, um, and it's it's the whole it's the whole John nine thing, you know. The the blind man is asked, "Who made you well?" and "How how did he heal you?" and all this sort of stuff. And he says, "Don't know. <laughs> you know, one thing I know: I was blind, and now I, I see." see yeah. um, and and just our little words <clears throat> about Jesus are incredibly powerful. Mm. So let's again remember the power mm. of of the gospel. The, the, that little seed. That looks weak and pathetic, and what what use could it do? Mm. You scatter it on the ground, and the spirit makes it yeah. come alive. And and even our misrepresentations of Christ can be yeah. used. And that goes with the, with the final thing there. We've got uh, not knowing what to say. Yeah. You know, uh, oh, I don't know sort yeah. of how to approach that situation, or yeah. we could stumble. Whereas I guess saying something of value, mm. even if it's as you say something very simple. Yeah, it's better than just leaving them without any contact. Yeah, you know, and we get in our heads the thought that you know we we must be sort of polished salesmen mm. of the gospel, and what a horrible thing if we ever were. Yeah, <laughs> how how terrible to have the patter so down that you you give the same line to everyone every time, and yeah. it comes across as as like you're selling insurance, like. Mm. 
you know, far better to stumble and and be very human in your mm. evangelism because you know God has reached us in a very human way. Mm. <laughs> Christ has come in the flesh. Um, to you know, in the in the back and forth of this and that, and someone asks a question and he responds with a story, and you think, well, how do those two things come together? Mm. I don't know, but you know. Yeah, it's not about matching up these clinical questions with clinical answers. Mm. That would be a horrible kind of evangelism. That's that's what we should really fear yeah. <laughs> in evangelism is coming across in a, in a really polished way. Yeah, yeah. So perhaps in in summary, we could admit that uh, yes, we are frightened. You yeah, know, we are in, in fear at times. Yeah, and uh, we need to overcome the fear. <laughs> yeah. In a sense, the whole Christian life is a fearful reality. I mean, Jesus says, you know, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. Mm. Gulp. Right. <laughs> okay. So if if, G- if what Jesus called us to wasn't a fearful reality, mm. well, I think we've got his call wrong, surely. Mm. But realizing, okay, he comes with me, realizing that he is my identity, not not all these other little silly identities that I build for myself, but Jesus himself, he he is my fortress, and he is fortress enough to go out into the world mm. and to look foolish and to perhaps be rejected and all those other things. But I can get to know him so much better in that fearful place. I can get to know who I am in Jesus so mm. much better in that fearful place. Mm. And I can get to know the power of the gospel so much better in that fearful place. Because if it was all about me being completely on top of my game, mm. um, then suddenly, you know, it's not really about the power of the gospel to bring life. Mm. Suddenly I've done it. But if I'm vulnerable, if I'm weak, if I look sort of naked and kind of with my arms outstretched the way Jesus was naked with arms outstretched to the world... There, we know the power of Jesus. We know who we are in Christ. We know the power of the gospel to bring life. And it's a beautiful place to be, mm. even though it's a, it's a fearful reality. And like you say, it drives us to our knees, and, and that's no bad thing. Mm. Okay, well, we've had a good go at that. <laughs> and so we've looked at dirty hands being we've involved in the world. Dirty hands. And... Yeah, and uh, we've, we've looked at uh, trying to look okay and, and, mm. and fearing fears. a red face. Yep. And the third thing that uh, we look at when what stops us from sharing the gospel is that we want to feel okay with ourselves. Mm. Um, and, and I suppose the third thing is, is feeling like it, it's a duty, it's a burden mm. around our neck to evangelize. And, and so often, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll think about how we... We don't really want to do it unless yeah. we feel mm. like we want to do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean... Jesus says in Matthew twelve thirty four, out of the overflow of the heart the mouth speaks. Um and if if our hearts are not brimful <laughs> then we know we won't particularly feel like evangel yeah. evangelizing. So that's another thing that stops us, kind of spiritual dryness really. Yeah. And we'll think about how to combat that next time. Okay, that's great. If you have any comments about today's show or you'd like to share it, just go to revivalmedia.org slash TEP24. If you like listening each week, we'd really appreciate a rating and review on iTunes. We've had eight five-star reviews so far. Wow. Uh, three reviews. If you could give us a rating and review, it would be really helpful. It helps us get seen by more people on the iTunes store. Uh, we're also on Stitcher Radio. If you want to find us on there, just search for The Evangelist Podcast. If you prefer to have a, a perhaps more direct notification, uh, we've set up an email list that you can sign up so that you'll receive the podcast via email. You might find that easier if uh, you receive email on your phone. Uh, that can be found 
at the web address for this episode, which is, again, simply revivalmedia.org slash TEP24. Thank you.